Welcome to Align Your Practice, an exploration of the seamless relationship between the business of chiropractic and the future of natural health care. Join us as we engage with an array of talent, from seasoned experts to passionate new entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Esposito. Hello and welcome to another episode of Align Your Practice podcast. This is your host, Dr. Joe Esposito. And I'm excited to have Dr. Taylor Hoskins on the uh, podcast today. Doc, how are you? Great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You know, I wanted to talk about opening practice. And since you open a practice fairly recently, you're, I can't say you're elderly, but you are getting a little seasoned. I think it's over a year. <laughs> so uh, you're still a little bit of a newbie, right? And still getting the experience. But, uh, but you've had a lot of... Um, lessons learned over the time. So I thought it'd be a good discussion for you, you and I to have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we uh, were just under two and a half years um, since we opened. So um, I feel like I've lived about 20 and a half years um, in those two and a half. But like you said, they are lessons um, and they have definitely made um, the future um, appear to be a lot easier than the than the last uh, two and a half years that we've had. That's crazy. I'm thinking a little over a year, and it's two and a half. So to yeah. me, time flies. To you, it's like oh, two and a half, a long years. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I always say we in a line life can make opening a practice easier, but it's not easy. Right. Would you agree that the concept of launching a new business, I don't care if it's a pizza place, a laundromat, chiropractic office, opening a new business has a lot of tasks and a lot of energy. Right. I mean, overall, period. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember in chiropractic school, um, you know, everyone talks about opening their own business or everyone talks about, you know, owning their practice or I'll, I'm just going to work as an associate for a couple of years and then I'm going to open my practice. And we talk about it like it's just no big deal. And then the closer you get to graduation and the more real it becomes, you're, you start to realize, oh, wait, uh, uh, how do I do this? Um, and yeah, I, I think that um, a lot of people in the beginning of chiropractic school, they're like, oh, yeah, everyone opens an office. I can figure it out. But then once you get down to it, you're like, oh, where do I where is what's step one? Where do I start? <laughs> Yeah, it's paralyzed by so many tasks. And I always say, you know, there's probably around, we, I counted, I don't remember how many thousand I counted, but I estimated at the end of trying to figure it out about 8,000 decisions that you have to make. And we say Align Life helps you with about 7,500 that you don't have to even ask yourself. So that we have a few to help have you make some decisions. But really, there's just so many things to do to get a successful practice off the ground. So, Dr. Taylor, who I want to be speaking to now is doctors out there that have maybe been an associate for years and they have always wanted their own practice or a student that has this vision since they were maybe 15 years old of being a chiropractor and they just cannot wait to open their doors. And I want to kind of speak to them directly from your experience, my experience, what we learn. So I'm going to start out by going through what I think are the biggest uh, adversities uh, when opening a practice. And then we'll break that down that you can share some of your experiences. Then I'd even like to look at your uh, behavioral profile, your business behavioral profile and say, this is how you're wired. What did, 
what, how did that help you the way you wired and how did that uh, have some gaps? And we'll, that'll be today's discussion. Is that fair? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'm, I'm extremely excited to talk about all of that. <laughs> all right. So first off, what are the biggest adversities? You're, you're sitting there as a student right now. You're, you're finishing part four boards. You're getting a little anxiety. You're like, all right, I think I'm going to do this. Um, to me, some of the biggest gaps, and we'll go through each one of these. I'll list them real quick, and then we'll break them down. Number one is underfunded, not having enough capital. Whenever I tell people how much money they should get, they get they uh, their jaw hits the floor, they go unconscious, they wake back up, and they're like, are you kidding me? Because I want them overfunded. So if they break their leg, if they have adversity with their family, if the economy turns, if they lose their staff and they need an extra 10 grand to survive or 30 grand to survive, uh, I don't want anyone to lose their business because they're underfunded. Uh, that's, that's the most painful. You know you're getting there and you can't pay your rent and your payroll and you have to close. That I couldn't think of a more painful, uh, disheartening situation. Number two is um, not having systems to move the number before you run out of cash is two. And number three is uh, not knowing how to hire and onboard your staff, that they become liabilities. They don't help you. You burn out your money. Again, at the end of the day, you're going to burn out money on one of these three. So let's go with the first one, underfunding, which one reason why I wanted you on is you pulled it off with uh, pretty low funding uh, that I was actually questioning you, if you remember, like, uh, tell, I don't know if we can do this. What, what, sh- what did you learn from that? Like, where did you suffer where if you had the money, it would have been easier for you? And what were the good lessons that you learned from not having the full funding to open a practice? So, um, yeah, so I'll start off by saying that, you know, you, you go to chiropractic school and everyone, I think we, We assume, oh, I'm going to graduate as a doctor. And doctor (laughs) must mean I'm going to make a ton of money immediately. Um, And then I think as you get closer to graduation, you kind of learn uh, the reality that, unfortunately, a lot of chiropractors, they don't know how to make the money that they're worth. Um, So then you have that. You have the hundreds of thousands of student loan debt you're in. And if you haven't saved and you don't have, you know, a really rich family to support you, where are you going to get your money? So then a lot of people do what I did. And I said, okay, I'm going to take an associate position and I'll stash away some cash um, until I save enough money to open my own practice. Had no idea how much that was going to, how much money I would need to save. So I had no idea, like I didn't have a strategy, I didn't have a plan. I was like, uh, you know, I'll put X amount percent of my paycheck into a, a regular savings account, you know, which isn't great. Um, but then uh, when I did get to the end of my time as an associate, um, I didn't have any, I didn't really have any, any money saved because as an associate, I wasn't making a lot of money. But also, I kind of got unexpectedly laid off because of COVID. Um, our the uh-huh. office I was working for laid off okay. the entire staff. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was pretty unexpected. So I had already been talking to Align Life. I'd already been talking to you guys for about a month or so. So I knew this was something I wanted to do. You know, I I had the idea of like, hey, where am I going to get this money? But I, I didn't have it. So. Um, 
you know, that's a realization just to just to hit that point. I also thought because I had a license and I'm a doctor, I thought banks would just hand me. Did you think that? I just thought, no, no, I got a license. They're just going to hand me money. A lot of students don't know coming up with some seed capital that the bank wants you to come up with for them to give you money. Some people don't know that either. They think when they have the license, it's all right. It's just easy. Like, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm a doctor. I can treat people, right? So, like, I have the potential to make a lot of money. Isn't that enough? Come on. Yeah, that, I think that's definitely um, a mindset that a lot of um, a lot of chiropractors and students have. However, it's not the reality. And, um, you know, I was – unfortunately, I – lost my dad when I was 15 years old and I had, um, some money saved away in a very, like, like a very hard to get to savings account, um, from his life insurance policy. And it was not a lot by any means. Um, but it was something I'd always said, Hey, if worse comes to worse, if I'm literally about to be homeless, this is the money that is going to save me from not having a place <laughs> to sleep. I won't touch it until then. But then I came to the realization, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to have a place to sleep if I don't have a job. So maybe this is going to have to be what I use in order to start my business so that I can make money so I don't become homeless. So you had, you had a few dollars to get going, but not enough to put down for a loan. So you actually didn't get fully funded. So the, the fact that, uh, tell us about, using the Align Life system to help leverage that to get cash flow because it is a beautiful story. I, I have I showcase your story once in a while because uh, moving forward with the relationship because uh, we believe in you because who you are, your integrity, your your work ethic. We could just uh, after spending time with you, we just had faith. So um, tell us a little about. There's also lessons learned about yourself. There's lessons learned about business when you don't have the money. You can't throw away money because you don't have it. So you can't be, you have to be pretty um, purposeful, pretty good intention every day, every dollar, right? And when you have limited, so you don't have the chance of making a $30,000 mistake. You just couldn't. So I tell us about uh, utilizing the Line Life system in that regard does that save you when you have limited dollars? And what did you learn? Because there's some, I can't say good, but there is some good lessons learned when you're on a shoestring budget that you don't have the leniency of throwing money everywhere, uh, right? You have to be really focused, I think. So did that help in a weird way to be focused when you know there, there wasn't the dollars to play with? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, shoestring budget. That's, that's, I think that's even giving me more credit than, um, <laughs> what, than you had. what I had. Um, and I, I'll just, just to be transparent with, with people, because I think a lot of times we hear people say, Oh, well, I didn't have any money. And then they say, you know, I only had $75,000 that I, that I, I, I scraped up out of my savings. I had 10 grand. That's it. You know, I have $10,000. You can't do much with $10,000, whether you're opening a practice or, I mean, maybe you can buy a really, like a really cheap house. Um, but <laughs> you can buy a, a, a used car. You can't do much with $10,000. So, um, uh, I mean, using the Align Life systems when I was on such a tight budget, I think the biggest thing that it helped me 
or the biggest, um, yeah, the way that it helped me navigate it, um, this journey truly the best is knowing that the money that I put towards like digital marketing. I remember I sent you a text one day whenever we were getting this started and I was like, I don't know what we're going to do about marketing. And you said, you got to put at least $500 towards it. You got to figure it out. And I was like, okay, I've literally spent all 10,000 of my dollars though. So what do I do? Um, and I, I figured it out and I put that $500 towards it. And was it a lot? No. Was it going to get us all of these digital leads? No, but it did get us digital leads and it got people to come in the door. So I knew that was something that I could put my money towards and not set it and forget it sort of thing, not have to worry about it, which was, that was nice because the stress levels were very high. Yeah. And, and on the Align Life side, on the corporate side, that means a lot because we spend so much time betting out these people to make sure that 500 doesn't disappear because in the field of chiropractic, there's probably 70 players are doing digital marketing and you can hear stories. I put five grand and it get much out. Then I hired this one for six grand and then I did, and they're going around in circles. And although there's great success stories, there's also a lot of pain of vendors that may not produce. And if you have limited dollars in Align Life, we vet out every single vendor uh, ensure that they can get a return on your money before we allow you to spend your dollar. So I, I appreciate that story that that 500, that last 500 did go and start the, the, uh, the funnel of creating lead generation for your clinic. So that's great to hear. Um, the second, uh, so that underfunding is one of the conversations. The second one is, uh, we talked a little about systems, which will break down more on a future podcast. The third one is staffing. Um, and I want to pull in your, um, we're going to be doing more and more, I know, with the student clubs we're doing now, but looking at what we call that profile called a PDP profile. I always call it a business behavioral profile because it kind of tells us how you're wired. And I'll go over how I'm wired. I'm wired as two up, two down. So I'm off the chart dominant. It was funny, Stephen Franson looked at mine. And he said, and so did the PDP people. I've never seen this in my life. My first is dominance and extroversion is off the chart top where it hits the top of the level. And then my pace and patience and my compliance is on the bottom. Like it's just <laughs> at both ends of the spectrum. So I'm more low compliant. I'm a typical CEO, big vision, not as good of an implementer. I have a lot of extroversion so I could speak, but I'm going to fall down on systems without a manager. That's my profile. Yours, you can explain real quick, somewhat similar, but I, I had thought you were a high extroversion, but you're not. So explain yours, similar, yeah, right? It's, it's so funny because, you know, we are, you and I are very, very, very similar um, in terms of like dominance, very dominant. Um, and um, I am very much lower when it comes to the pace and the uh, patience and also the systems. You know, I want to do things my way and I want it done right now. The, the area where we vary is our introversion, extroversion. So you're highly extroverted. And most people do, when they meet me, they think I'm extroverted because I can be. However, naturally, I am a, I'm more introverted. I'm, I'm below the line, as we say in the PDP, and I'm more towards that introversion. Um, however, when I'm stressed out, I get extroverted. <laughs> to, to try so, to fill that gap. Right. When things have to get done, um, I can turn it on. I can perform, if you will. And, you know, that definitely 
uh, can be to my advantage, um, but it can also be to my disadvantage as well. Um, but yeah, learning that PDP, oh my gosh, like that, that right there, I, I wish that someone had shown me that way earlier in my life. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, it matches so well when you're hiring people, that profile. But in your profile, you being uh, dominant, that helps you get through adversity. On being underfunded, if you had low dominance, you may not have made it through what you did because your dominance. But tell us, like the extroversion, you're probably tired a bit opening for the first year or so because you had to force the extroversion. Like you said, you'll do it, but it's not an innate uh, comfortable thing. When I speak, I'm lit up and I get energized. You get tired. It's because it's uh, how we are wired. Mm-hmm. What did, well, how was systems when you, um, two things. First is uh, utilizing systems when you're like me, a, a low compliance. How did you navigate through that in your head, your thoughts? Because I visited your practice and you're using systems. Uh, mm-hmm. You are. <laughs> so how did you do that so, with your profile? Um, uh, the one of the things that my staff and I are re-training uh, on right now is um, the conversion um, aspect of the of the Align Life systems, and we were going through the module, uh, the conversion one module, um, this week, and listening to the videos about you know the why and this and that, and it was funny to listen to the three um, motivators behind human behavior. Number one is people move towards pleasure. Number two, people move away from pain. And number three, they want to do it the cheapest, easiest way possible, right? So initially, I wanted to move towards pleasure, which I thought was, I'm not going to follow systems. I'm going to do it my way because I also want to be cheap and lazy. I don't want to spend my time on like learning these things and following this regimented, like, outlined plan like what that's that's (laughs) but as time went on I realized I was in a lot more pain than the pleasure the pleasure was only it was only temporary so then it's like all right I gotta I want pleasure now real pleasure long lasting pleasure and less pain and the only way I'm gonna get that is by just dealing with it, sitting down, learning these systems, because in the long run, it actually is going to be cheaper and easier for me. That's a great point. I like I like the way you got self-awareness around that, because once you buy into it and you change your story in your mind, it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to staffing, uh, you and I having dominant personality, sometimes we steamroll people. Potentially, we can be a little brash, maybe, because we're, we're of a dominant personality. So Tell me your journey there with the Align Life systems and personality profile. Uh, you went through some uh, trials and tribulations with staffing. Uh, what'd you learn and how are things now? Oh, boy, man, we could just have our own podcast on just this. Um, <laughs> so I remember the first person that we hired, um, you know, I we were so excited to hire someone because, oh my gosh, it's our first hire and we're going to, this means that we're going to grow and like, oh my gosh, I'll have more freedom and this and that. And yes, like that's, that's the goal of hiring people. Right. But if you don't do it properly, that's not the outcome most of the time. So, um, because I'm highly dominant, but I am introverted, a lot of times I can be, and I'm very urgent. I'm super urgent. I want it done right now. I can come off as explosive or 
like all of a sudden I just lose it. And that's really not it, but that's how it's yeah. perceived because I'm not, because I'm more introverted. I'm not really sharing a lot of how I'm feeling in the moment or what's going on. And then all of a sudden I just say it and people are like, Whoa, okay. So then that leads to less, um, respect from the people that you are hiring. And like I said, the first person that we hired, she was, I don't think that she didn't respect me, but I mean, you know, there definitely wasn't the dynamic of I am her boss. She is the employee. And so when it had finally gotten so bad, it was just like, all right, she's got to go. Like there was no conversation about, Hey, how can we get better? Hey, what can we work together? It was just like, all right, bye. You're fired which is not, not ideal. <laughs> so you went through some, uh, a number of different staff members, but do you feel that they didn't respect you as a boss because you didn't have the leadership skills at the moment that you have now a couple of years later, right? Would you say? Oh yeah, it's, for it's, sure. It's our ability as a leader. Yeah. Oh yeah. As a, as a leader, you, I mean, People are, there are people who are natural born leaders. Like you and I are natural born leaders. We know that we are meant to create a movement, to change people, to move people. Um, but that doesn't mean we're going to be amazing at it immediately. And I think a lot of the times, uh, especially when you have such a dominant personality, you just assume, oh, well, I know how to do it because I'm meant to do that. And so you don't think that you need to learn or hone your skills or anything like that. And um be a little stubborn maybe. Um, so as we have been in practice and we've hired people and gone through staff, unfortunately, every single time after we have let them go or they've left, I've sat there and I'm like, all right, so this was a big learning lesson. This thing right here, whatever it was at that point, this can never happen again. This, the, the tone has to be set for this employee on day zero, like the moment we have our first interaction with them, this is the time we have to set. And that was not an easy thing to learn. Um, however, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. However, I, I will say that, like, I think, I hope I've had enough pain to have a pretty good grip on it now. That's, that's awesome. So what about the systems that like the scorecards, the onboarding process for line life, the group interview, the breakout at the revolution on uh, vulnerability based trust? How do these things uh, have built your leadership over the year? Do you see value in all of those different things? A hundred percent. So the the um, onboarding, the, uh, the new employee orientation. Okay. Oh. So the first um, few hires that we had, I didn't do it or I just kind of like went through whatever, whatever PowerPoint was, you know, available to us. And I didn't like add anything personal to it. And the outcomes that we got were not great. Um, our current uh, CA, um, when we hired her, we spent probably three, four hours onboarding her, her first day, going through this PowerPoint, going through the employee handbook, talking about the scorecards, this and this, the scorecards. We told her, this is how you know whether you are excelling at your job and you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, what we expect of you, or this is how you know if your job, if, if you're in danger of losing your job, like 
And this is what you need to look at to say, okay, I need help or, Hey, I need to continue to be great at what I'm at, what I'm producing, you know? Um, but I will say the vulnerability exercise that we did at revolution, that was, that was very eye-opening. Very. Yeah, eye-opening. That, that was my favorite thing. And I, I dragged it on an extra hour. Cause I kept walking around going, there's a breakthrough. I can't, I can't, they're about to. And then I see this break. I'm like, Oh my, then I see over here and I'm like, keep going. It's too good. <laughs> so I realized uh, we all need that. We all need to get vulnerable with people. We, we need to build our leadership. I think that's, the thing I'm most proud of our last year and a half with Line Life is not creating more forms and process, but just focusing on teaching leadership. It's such a gap in business, especially small business, right? Is, uh, you know, it's not something that's taught very often in small business. Um, before we got on the call, you, uh, the podcast, you had said one of the things that got you through this was the Align Life tribe. And the tribe we call is the group of doctors and clinics, but you also said the corporate tribe, meaning the team that I, I assist with and support. Talk through that. Is What was the benefits for those that are looking at Align Life? Because some people on this call may be, you know, looking at the Align Life opportunity and saying, you know, where's the benefit? Uh, tell us about the Align Life tribe from your perspective on opening a, a new clinic. Yeah. So, um I will say that I, I knew Dr. Um, Mariah Schaefer, Dr. Raymond Nichols, we went to school together, we're best friends, I mean, um, and they were already part of Align Life. So I, I had a glimpse into what Align Life was through them and through what they were telling me. Um, so I knew it was good. I knew, I knew it had to be good. Um, however, once I became a part of Align Life, that's when I really realized this is this is worth way more money than anything because at any moment i know any any other doctor in the franchise any other ca any other office manager anyone i can call them i can text them i can email them and they're going to answer me and they're going to have a good answer, not just a, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Like they're genuinely going to engage in the conversation or um, help me with problem solving and, and anything else I, I could need, anyone could need. Um, but the corporate aspect, um, because of my PDP profile, I was kind of like, I don't want to do anything corporate. Come on. <laughs> uh, but... Um, I will say, and I want anyone who has that mentality to really listen to this, this is not like corporate that most people think of. Um, I never once was nervous or afraid or hesitant to contact anyone in corporate um, about anything, literally anything. Um, I remember there was one day where... um, we were really frustrated early on in business because of some things that were out of our control. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe not. It was because I was underfunded, but, um, uh, and we, I think we, we emailed Carrie, um, Carrie Quinn in, in corporate. And <laughs> we said, this is what's going on. And she said, you know, I, I can't really, I don't have an answer. I don't have a solution for you, but if you want to jump on a 30 minute call and just vent and I can just like be there for you, let's do it. And I just thought to myself, 
okay, first of all, this is great. But second of all, what corporate team does that? <laughs> you know, and, and like that is one thing I've always thought. And then the, the last thing that I'll say that I think is very important for people to know, because I, I pride I pride myself on like telling this to people who are hesitant about um, doing anything corporate or franchise or anything like that is I, I love to tell people, I know Dr. Joe Esposito. I know Dr. Christina Esposito. I have their number. If I need to contact them, I can call them. They're not just this entity above all of us. Like, I mean, I, I know you, you know me, and we can have a conversation and it wouldn't be odd if I needed to get in contact with you. And I don't think that other um, franchises, other corporate um, offices, I don't think they operate that way. No, I appreciate that. Um, very, uh, very touches my heart on that because that's how the culture I wanted to build. And I'm glad that you feel that um, I, you know. I'm also proud because I wanted to create an organization that we take care of each other because this profession just felt so fragmented to me. Like I felt more fighting than support. And I was a weird guy that if I couldn't get some results, I would refer to a chiropractor down the road and say, you got a different technique. I sent the check to them with my staff and the patient and they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I want them healthy and I'm not getting the result. Can you take a look? And here's the full payment prepay. They're like, you're weird. <laughs> so I, I always liked unity on everything, whether it was sports as a kid or, and it just seemed this profession was just against each other in a weird way. So I appreciate that you feel you could call another office matter, another doctor, another staff member, and they lean on you. And I know from my heart that you're going to do that to other people. I know that a hundred percent, if someone calls you, you're like, all right, I got you. I'll take care of it. And that's the beauty of uh, above systems. It's, it's relational. Life is relational. Business is relational. There's systems and it's all great, but it comes down to a culture. And that's, uh, I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that. Into closing up right now, um, you're now in a beautiful office. I visited and I was really, you know, it, it was because I remember the beginning and you were one of the ones that was totally on our fun and something I shouldn't have done. I'm just proud that you and I uh, made it happen. I, I didn't make it happen. You made it happen, but I took the risk and I'm so proud of what you've done. You have a beautiful office and you're serving, you're serving people and changing lives. And that's why we all do what we do. It's why I created a line life. It's why you became a chiropractor, right? Is people are getting healthy and we're telling the story about the truth about healthcare. So uh, I think it's always good to end on the, on mission. Uh, but if you have any final words, I, I appreciate your time and uh, your insights and sharing with people that are on this call listening that may be scared or misdirected or they don't know what to do. And I think your words were very meaningful. So uh, I appreciate that. Any final words closing up today? Um, well, I want to say thank you for saying that you're proud of, of me because, I mean, it was it was rough. You know, when you're in it, it feels so difficult and it feels like it's never gonna get to any other place than what you're in and you know now that we're on the other side of that it's looking back it's like oh my gosh whew. and you know I, I definitely am proud of myself as well um and um you know I just want to let other people know that if you are scared and if you are hesitant and you don't know if a system-based you know option is right for you or I don't know, whatever it might be, 
focus less on that and focus more on being with a tribe of people who want what is best for you and they want to help you serve your mission and your purpose in life. Um, because like you said, it is all about culture. And if you're in a culture like that, I don't know how you can fail or how, um, you could ever regret becoming a part of that. That's awesome. Thanks, Dr. Taylor. Appreciate it. We, uh, we'll see you in future podcasts. I know we're going to break down systems, which is another component. So uh, thanks again. We'll talk soon. All right. This episode was brought to you by Align Life Chiropractic and Natural Health Centers. If you're interested in creating your dream practice or want to know more about Align Life, go to alignlifepodcast.com.